Welcome to the podcast that's designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lepresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Everybody, welcome in. Good morning. Today we are wrapping up a CX track titled Unleashing CX Excellence and Journeying into the Omni-Channel World. Today on us, we, uh, with us, we've got Mr. Andy Moles coming to us from the UK of Red Rose Technologies. Andy, welcome on, my man. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure to chat to you. Andy, so, uh, you know, as we kick this off, uh, I think everybody loves to hear about our guests' backgrounds. So walk us through a little bit about how did you get into this space? How did you set out to to do what you're doing and building out Red Rose? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, in, uh, you know, always uh, find it uh, fascinating going back and looking at what I've done before and where I started. And, and, you know, when we sort of first started chatting about doing this podcast, I started looking back at when I first left college and, and I was uh, um, fixing storage drives at the time. So my first kind of foray into IT and technologies, I was fixing a uh, little DAT drives and uh, um, uh, DLTs, as they're called at the time, so cartridges, um, and, uh, and and so that was my first first role. It's like, you know, very much engineering and technical, and uh, and I think um, after about a year of that and seeing some of the sales guys flashier cars, I thought oh, there's got to be a, a different side to uh, explore within IT and, and technology. And so, um, well, starting out as a you know very um, technical base role has kind of taken me sort of full 360 and back now to to kind of what I'm doing and loving doing the best which is kind of supporting customers and giving so, them advice so so talk to me then about how did how did Red Rose come about right how did you transition out of this all right uh, I, I'm an engineer this is good but I'm seeing other <laughs> things happening over here where did Red Rose come about yeah so I'd spent most of my career within the channel, if I'm honest. I worked for, you know, in the UK here, distributors. I worked for some vendors. And one of the probably most successful periods I had was when I was working um, with, uh, I was kind of working for Samsung at the time. And my role then was uh, kind of like a pre-sales uh, channel account manager. And quite regularly, I'd get resellers who would contact me and say, Andy, we've got this opportunity. Can you come out? Can you bring your Samsung demo kit? come and see the customer and, and I, I would go, I would lay the full PBX on the desk and plug in phones and just be in my element there of kind of almost running the project sort of from start to finish, you know, coming up with that idea, listening to the clients and sort of just walking them through. And um, uh, and when I made the decision, probably I think it's about three years ago, I lose track of time now, it's been so busy that I, um, and when I decided I want to set up Red Rose, it was, I want to bring that, bring that back again. That was my period that I, absolutely embraced and enjoyed the most and I thought, how can i how can i get that back and do this in my my own little way adding my personal touch what is the uh, i mean just for you kind of starting this thing out from scratch what's that journey been like i mean is, is it what you expected it to be is it harder is it easier yeah. is it somewhere in yeah. the middle help everybody understand that it's it's been a, a very strange journey for me because i started right in the middle of covid and um uh I sort of think back to myself, if if I was to start a business in normal time and in normal environments, uh, starting a business without a black book of contacts or any old customers I can go and speak to, I could quite imagine I would be up and down the motorway driving to see everyone and anyone I could who could just talk to me about telephony, contact center, et cetera, et cetera. But so from that point of view, um, 
COVID uh, and being kind of in lockdown kind of kept my costs quite low to be to be brutally honest with you because everything was you know new business seemed to be done on, on platforms like LinkedIn which was again was completely new to me I wasn't big social media mm-hmm. user still probably not not as much now but you know it was all video calls it was you know done uh, everything was done over email or, or like I said you know introductions done over LinkedIn so saved myself a lot of cost I think by not having to actually have a car and travel around the country to, to have conversations that may or may not go anywhere so from that point of view the, the starting I feel I was quite maybe quite lucky yeah yeah interesting um okay so so let's talk about let's get into a little bit of the the omni channel side here i mean this this track is about journeying into the omni channel world and so you know we we, we've had this kind of history where you see has evolved contact center has evolved so so from your perspective it's 2023 what as a partner what does omni channel mean to you yeah it's um Again, another fascinating conversation that comes up whenever I speak to to a client, and 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 I've been very lucky that a lot of my clients I speak to are generally right at the early stages of not only kind of migrating to to the cloud and looking at their you know a, a cloud strategy, but at the same time just at the early stages of their kind of CX and customer experience and and so on as well. So when I'm talking to clients about omni-channel for for example you know it's it's one of those um another one of those reasons that will facilitate a, you know really really meaningful engagement with, with my clients um customers and, and, and kind of end users and it's it's you know one of those things that we're kind of like there, there's so much within the technology stacks now which, which one do we prioritize first which one do we put as the you know the next big thing for us but certainly that the way we, we talk about it and I talk about my clients is, you know, it's it's just that new way of a customer-centric approach because customers now, they, they expect convenience and they expect a personal feel and, 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 and they want to do it in their own time, their own fashion and and, and in the way they, they want to do it on the platforms they want to do it. So so that's the kind of conversations we're having. And I, I see this a lot with my clients as their customers, you know, you know, younger generations are kind of starting to become their customers now. They're really having to think about, well, these next generations expect new social or they expect chatbots and convenience. So it's it's really fascinating just listening to those different bespoke yeah. Yeah, conversations. Good, good point. It, it, I guess it always comes back to we have to meet the end customers where they are. Uh, yeah, and if we meet totally. our customers where they are, right? And yeah, I think yeah. you, I'm kind of curious from your perspective. I mean, as we think about trends, uh, I'm, I'm open to hear any trends that you're seeing across the customers. But I guess part of that, I'm, I'm interested in the trend of when you talk to customers and, and, and prospects about this, are you finding that they know what they want? Do they know how to get to that omni channel? I mean, walk us through is that a trend yeah. or is there better yeah. trends? Yeah. It- I have to say there's there's different conversations at, at different stages, but I think the biggest trend I'm seeing is that a lot of my clients are at that such that early stage and they they don't know what they they don't know and, and they think a chatbot or they think omnichannel is probably the right stage for the next, but they're they're at such an early stage of, of their kind of CX journey that sometimes I have to say to them, well, let's not just go all in straight away. Let's 
test the water. Let's have a plan. Let's have a phased approach to what's coming next. Because one of the big things I, I focus on is not just the, the CX side, but actually is the, the user experience. And if you've got a happy user and someone that knows how to use a certain bit of technology, then they're going to come across, you know, really personal, really empathetic to, to, the, to the clients. And that's the start of the, the CX journey, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Let's talk about uh, industries, verticals, markets. Uh, are I, I know it, it. It seems like this technology certainly applies to everybody. But are there any specific uh, industries or verticals that you go, wow, these guys really struggle with CX? And and if so, what are some of those challenges that might might be tricky for them? I mean, two of the, the the industries and one in particular that I work quite heavily in is the legal sector, and um, uh, it's it is absolutely fascinating now to see the the, the rise of contact center technology within the legal sector and, and law firms because I don't think they they will mind me saying, but they've traditionally been slow to to change and, and to uptake, and 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 now a contact center in in my clients can represent anything from their internal support desk through to a concierge, a switchboard, or even, you know, a, a customer facing tool. So it's, it's really, you know, the, the contact center technology, that sort of CX and user experience is just kind of exploded within, within legal firms. And it's, it's great to be a part of that because it feels like it's a really early journey that, that we're all growing with, with together and, and, and learning about as we go. Yeah, I, I, I would echo that. Uh, I think when we got pulled in historically to legal discovery calls, we'd think about this and go, these guys aren't going to do anything. They're not going to make a move. They never make a move. They love to hug the on-prem. They love to, you know, hug the legacy technology. And yeah, I mean, that's that, that if those guys are evolving, that should tell everybody where we're at in the curve, yeah. yet there's still so much opportunity. Yeah, I, I agreed. You know, it's, I think certainly the, 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 the the legal sector in particular there's a big reputational um, element to to anything they do and and that, again that's the conversations I'm having is more about what's the outcomes you know what is it we're trying to achieve here and then kind of working that backwards and reputation is such a, a big thing now for, um, for for legal firms and even if that contact center or omni channel whatever it is 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 operating internally within within a, a, a legal firm, those users are still expecting convenience and they're expecting to do it at their pace and at their time. So it, there's just lots and lots to think about. And it's probably the same with, with all clients of all sectors really is, you know, which, which one of these thousands of features within this technology do we switch on first and what do we switch on next? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I, I think if you're, when we think about who's listening to this podcast, right? Like we talked about before we started, it's 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 current partners, it's it's people that want to be partners but don't understand our world yet or don't even know that this exists and just think customers are buying things directly. And and so you think, well, geez, you know, you see in, in, in contact center, that's been out for a while, it's been evolving for a while, but it's incredible when you still talk to customers. There's evolutions in every journey. So just because somebody bought a UC or CX technology, it, that doesn't that can't stay stagnant just like a prem piece of telephony couldn't stay stagnant we replace that the uc has to evolve it has to be bolted onto it has to be have some analytics have some ai have whatever's next uh, and and so uh, to me everybody is always an opportunity in this because they're just nobody's at that spot correct me if i'm wrong but nobody's at that spot where they say no 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 we're good we did 
everything, cutting edge, bleeding edge, right? I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And that's why I really emphasize to, to my clients when we're going through this process is actually to be, um, to, to just trial and, and test really because, and keep evolving and keep trying new things because there is a lot of features out there and, and, and clients are always evolving and things are always happening. So it's to have that kind of staged approach. And, and like I said, it's, if you're looking at technology stack and going, oh, that would be quite good, that omni-channel, or maybe that AI, it's pilot it, try it, and see how it fits, see if it fits the culture. Because, again, that's a big thing as well, is is the not only the reputation, but the culture within an organization as well. Does that bit of technology yeah. fit the culture of what they're trying to do? Good point. All right, so let's talk about a deal. So I, I, I want to dissect... Walk us through a customer, current, or a prospect that you got brought into. What were you told the problem was? And then as you kind of went into that, what did you really find out that the problem was? And then what does it either, you know, what does it look like the end solution is going to be? Or what was the end solution that you put in place? Yeah, yeah. I've had so many uh, projects, funnily enough, actually, where I've, I've gone in day one. And I like to hear what the, the team there are expecting day one. And quite often I hear got to be in Microsoft Teams. It's got to, it's got to integrate with, with, a, with our E5s. And I'm thinking, okay, right. Well, you know, that's fine. We, we can, we can deal with that, but you know, what, what are the, what are the other problems? And then that's really how I work is, is, um, is trying to be a, a problem solver for, for my clients and, and not just kind of speaking to the, the technology team or someone leading a transformation or a change project to kind of go, where's your end goal? But, if I was to kind of uh, immerse myself within your business and spend a day with a Fiona or spend a day with an agent um, in the contact center is looking at how they work, what are they facing those problems and taking that back to, to the IT team. And, and that's kind of most of my projects, to be honest, is actually right. Get it, understand where you want to be Microsoft teams, but what are we trying to solve here? And so, yeah, all my projects, I make sure I immerse myself as if I work for that company uh, and, and go around stakeholders, users, and, and run user workshops, user interviews, bring analytics and cost analysis to the IT team or to that transformation team. Go, right, okay, here's some meaningful data and meaningful outcomes that we can work towards. And um, like I said, with it, you know, most of these law firms that I'm dealing with now, the the the, the rise of the conversation around, uh, you know, let's take for example uh, a project I'm I'm working on at the moment where the contact centre is all about their internal service desk, and they want to now bring that service desk closer to their internal users, and and we're, and so it's now really investigating about you know, what technologies like omnichannel or ai can enable that uh, that kind of bring in the, the users closer to that that service desk so um i kind of suppose i, I kind of go around the business and find problems <laughs> yeah I, I i guess i mean do you how how important at the end of these if you look at the the deals that you've looked at that start with teams 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 how often does teams become the driving point at the very end is it hundred percent of the time it's still critically important or is it, Oh yeah. 10% of the time they're still talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I, I bring up the Teams element because I'm so heavily focused on the user experience as well as the, the customer experience. And so there's a reason why I sort of mentioned it because, for example, you know, if you're talking to a business that have got thousands and thousands of users and maybe they're already using Teams in a certain fashion already, dropping another application on their desktop or asking them to retrain in something completely brand new as well as having maybe teams or something, for example, you know, it's just potentially could cause numerous problems and delays and so on. So actually when I'm going around and looking at these users and talking to them, it, 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 it sometimes makes sense to actually go, do you know what, this route would work best for you because, you know, the, the adoption of new technology and how much they want it to be plug and play. And that's the reason why I, I, I mentioned teams, but, um, in all honesty, I would probably say maybe half, maybe yeah. uh, actually end up being a Teams in some fashion. But I do see a lot of mix and match. Just you know, again, depending on what the, that user wants, and, and that ultimately you know resonates. Well, it's a. I mean, I think that's such a good, honest statistic. Of, I think it 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 shows the value that we have to add, right? If if you were to say. Oh, 100% of the time, Teams ends up at the very end, then we would say, okay, customers know what they want, they know what's out there, they know what's possible. But this is where we come in and where we all add so much value is because, yeah, it doesn't, it, the story here is always the same. It doesn't end how it starts. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and so helping people uncover that, I love to hear the journey that you walk yeah. through with that awesome stuff. It's it's essentially, I mean, I think on one of your your previous podcasts that I, I, I listened to, there was someone who made a comment of, okay, well, if we're, going to put that in well what metric what kpi does that does that change and and generally you know there's certain people that kind of go oh i don't don't really know actually and so that's where i go well look let me work out what that kpi and what that metric is and i always remember that podcast i thought that was such a great saying i'm gonna steal that and use it myself to be honest love it love it that's 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 why we do this podcast it's to help <laughs> partners so please do i love it um, okay, so so we talked about a deal. We've talked about the markets, the trends, um, kind of laid the groundwork a little bit. Uh, that all sounds awesome and and great and and unicorns and rainbows. I want to hear about something hard. Uh, what it, it, what's a problem? I mean, when you go and talk to these customers, um, I, I love to hear and, and maybe get in a little bit to objection handling and. What are some things that you hear unexpected or expected that, and, and, and kind of how do you get through those? Yeah, I, um, I think with any um, uh, hurdles in a project, I try to lay them out um, very early to my, to my clients because I, you know, I can be nothing but honest and, and let them know what, what lies ahead of them. And bar the normal, you know, watch out for number porting at some point, that's going to be really, really painful. I think when we're talking about um, uh, contact center and, and CX and so on, I I feel the, the unexpected hurdle that's going to come is when an agent is faced with a new bit of technology. Okay. They, they've been trained, they've been through all the, you know, the relevant onboarding and so on, but, you know, what happens when they get that first disruptive customer and they're kind of got a bit of technology sat in front of them they're going, I think I know how to use this. I'm getting to know it. And how do I remain kind of professional, uh, empathetic and so on while I'm still trying to work out what on earth is going on on my desktop? And I always make sure I kind of bring that up. But, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road. 
um, from a from a user perspective and a uh, you know customer experience. But that reputational piece, you know, if they they've got the right tools in place and they've got the right people, and and they use some of the analytics afterwards, you know, sentiment analytics. They use that afterwards. They actually, they can dive into that call and go, oh, okay, well, maybe why did that agent struggle? Is there something we could be doing to help help train them? But you know, um, that and of course, number two is always the the unexpected um, uh, hurdle. But you know, uh, again, talking about law firms, you know, some of the 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 expected kind of hurdles is you know it's the, the resistance to change. We we already spoke about it, it traditionally. Um, uh, law firms that I I you know they've got their set rates and uh, something new is is a, is a big step and, and with that comes potentially shifts in processes or changes in workflows and uh, and you just have to lay these out day one because you know there's nothing more than getting so far into a project and you know a client going oh my gosh I didn't realize we had to do this and so on so you know that that careful planning uh, effective communication right at the start on those expected unexpected things that are going to yeah. come along is 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 absolutely critical and, and definitely the way i like to run my business is you know it's got to be that personal kind of approach and, and honest yeah i love it uh get the diff i i think people respect you so much more too get the difficult things out of the way first get those roadblocks those hurdles hey this is not as easy as just a technology change and i think coming from coming from somebody who they might think oh this person's here to sell me something and and, and you come in and say here's the hard and scary parts about this they go oh wow he's honest okay well yeah. listen maybe he can help us you know it probably breaks down such a huge wall and yeah. we just go you know that's yeah. just part of our process we just we want this to go smooth so that you want to you know you want us to be your partner on this forever yeah yeah, but you know, ultimately, I, I you know, I explained to my clients that no matter what the hurdle, we're, we're in this together, and we're going to work through it together. And uh, a part of my role is making sure that that the vendor, the client, myself, we're all on the same journey. We all understand what's going on, and actually, it's not a a battle to go past these hurdles. It's you know, jumping them all together. Yeah. Uh, all right, la final couple thoughts here. Uh, so, so if I'm a partner, I'm listening to this. Uh, you've convinced me to want to jump into this kind of CX, UC, omni-channel side of the house. What's the biggest tip that you would give a partner uh, on maybe how to have some of that conversation? Yeah, I I think I kind of alluded to it fairly early on. Is actually I, I spend a lot of my time really focusing on actually the the user itself, and you know there's there's all sorts of customer journey mapping you can do. There's all sorts of technology you can throw at this day one but i really focus quite heavily on on that user experience because like i said you know if you've got a happy user and a confident user and you know uh, let's say one of these users in a contact center is is financially driven and, and and earns commission off of certain sales and you've put the right technology in place that when a call lands with them they haven't got to go through certain levels of discovery and actually they've got a, a, a kind of a hot prospect in front of them and they can close it quickly then you know you're just going to have a happy user. It's just going to resonate that that CX part, but um, that's without giving you know people too much about what I do on a day to day basis. But really, that is my my focus Good. is actually what what do the users need and bring and, and bring the users along the project as well. It give them a voice. Yeah. In the project. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. Good. Because if you're only going to get good adoption if a user's bought it. Yes, uh, it can't just be, oh, great, now I've been told i got to do this. It's, no, I was part of that discussion. They heard us, they listened to us. They know actually 
what we need. Um, so we're all in. Good stuff. All right. Uh, final thoughts, Andy. So let's talk about your opinion on the future. And I know anymore it's hard to look out past 12 months because this technology is just, yeah. it evolves so incredibly fast. But if we just look out 12 months, we, we talk about the evolution of the broader CX market here. Uh, I think you've defined what omni-channel means. I think you've defined kind of where we're at, how you go through some of these journeys. But what do you think is going to happen over the next 12 months of evolution? I think it's going to be an exciting time, for sure. I mean, you know, you're seeing already some of the vendors with what they're doing with AI and, and automation. I think that's going to be a, a, a real huge enabler of, of, of any conversation now is, you know, based on a, a client's culture and how they want to approach speaking to clients, I, I feel like the, you know, the whole AI, the automation, and of course, social media, that's always still going to be there and only get more relevant and more stronger. But uh, I, I just can't wait to see where the, the, the automation side of things is, is, is going to um, really drive this technology because certainly I feel at the moment that not only, uh, Clients are, are really at that early stage of technology adoption around contact centers, but you know our vendors are, are, are really, really putting some serious R&D into contact center as well. And it feels like we're right at the start of a really, really cool journey. So um, it, I can't, can't wait to see what else is coming, to be honest. It's, I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun time to be in this space. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we're in the middle of a, of a once in a great, while paradigm shift so it's a good time to be in technology yeah, yeah. great yep. stuff okay man uh andy that wraps us up for today I'm, I'm out of questions man i really appreciate you coming on thank you no it's been a pleasure awesome all right everybody that wraps us up for today andy bowles red rose technologies talking about omni channel and the journey in so i'm your host josh lepresto svp of sales engineering this is next level biz tech next level biz tech has been a production of tolera studio 19 Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.